Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. That was funny. All I heard was the very last syllable of your name there, Jeff. I just heard Kowalski, which is a pretty (laughs) funny way to introduce yourself. Like, oh, hey, welcome to the job fair. My name is uh, Chuck Jobs, and uh, welcome. uh, Oh, are you related to Steve? Yeah. And uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, can you please elaborate on your relation to Steve Jobs first? I feel like that's a pretty big bombshell you just kind of dropped there. I'm Kowalski, by the way. Oh, okay. Is it rude and to so ask on, you, sir, if you're, if you're rich for inventing the concept of a jobs fair and naming it after yourself? No, I invented the concept of a job. Oh, man. This yeah. guy, get him. Everyone kill this guy. This guy's the problem. If you kill the if head kill the jobs original, guy, then yeah. all the other jobs guys become inactive. Everyone knows that. It's yeah, like that's, vampires. That's, that's why he's still alive, even though he's invented jobs hundreds of thousands of years ago, is because he cannot die as long as jobs continue to live hundreds of thousands i feel like we didn't have jobs until like the industrial revolution what are you saying (laughs) people just like worked for their dad what do you mean (laughs) no that's the craziest thing i mean like you like did a trade that you were in charge of or you i don't know helped your family (laughs) that's That's a job though yeah, and, like, what about apprenticeships and stuff? And, like, people in the Bible who, it's like, this guy's job was being a donkey farmer or something. It's a different thing. That's the guy who got tortured by God. Yeah, but yeah, that was a metaphor. by God today. With by having jobs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the uh, connotation of a job now is just so much different. That like the modern concept of job would be unrecognizable to people a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, because a couple hundred years ago, if you were an artisan and you had a bunch of paintbrushes and something happened to your paintbrushes, you would just starve to death because there was no <laughs> method for you to like rebuild yourself. Yep. And also, no one really cared if you lived or died, which is kind <laughs> of similar to now, but people care, just not anyone in charge. Yeah. Hmm. I like sometimes I think about whether one of the major reasons why life in the modern era is so complicated is because in previous eras most people's lives were not valued by anyone including themselves. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's got to make things easier, right? I guess. I don't know who invented empathy. Is there a, a Dave empathy? Why is it always men inventing these things? <laughs> Chuck Jobs and Dave Empathy. Yeah. It should have been Dan Empathy, and then we could have been like calling you out for being sexist, and then you'd be like, "No, it's short for Danielle," and then we would be the sexist ones. It's short for Davette. Uh, yeah, that's a real name. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just like Empathy is a real name. <laughs> Maybe Dave will be one of those uh, names that starts out as a man's name and becomes a woman's name over time. Oh, yeah, mm, like Leslie or that. Ashley. Yeah, but here's my theory. Biblical names don't make that switch. But, mm. counterpoint, 
Yeah, go could. ahead. <laughs> Why don't you give me an example? <laughs> they could, though, is my counterpoint. <laughs> I want the reverse. I want. Has any name gone the other way? Like, been a woman's name first, and then you started seeing men with the name? Mm, no, because because uh, so. uh, boys rule and girls drool. Yeah, mm, you have a T-shirt to that effect, I believe. Yep, I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a it's got a line drawing of a kid picking his nose. Probably, I feel like that's <laughs> what would be on that shirt. Out. Yeah, it's, it's got a, a drawing of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes peeing on the word girls. <laughs> oh, this is man. shirt you wear to your interview with your gym, and they're like, I'm sorry, we reviewed your application, you're not going to be working you out. you got to stop referencing things from before we started recording the show, Louise, I don't know, I was so excited to mention it because I knew you hadn't been recording it. Oh, man. Uh, I can't you're believe you've done person. this to us yet again. <laughs> Every single goddamn week. Uh, okay, it's so good. Louisa, what thing. have you been up to online? I have been marveling at the wonder of the internet. You guys ever feel this way? <laughs> because yeah, yeah, that thing is just crazy. <laughs> I had a little idea for a project that referenced a video game uh, uh, from the '90s, and I don't even know if I have the game. But I wanted an exact quote, and I wanted uh, some artwork that I could then extrapolate from. And uh, thanks to the internet, I can just go and have those things. Please tell us more details so I can understand what you're talking about and all. <laughs> yes. Uh, what kind of details? About the thing or about... What's the game? What's the quote? Why would it be a hard thing to find? Uh, it is a quote from Link's Awakening. Ah. That little poem about... Oh uh, yeah, that little indie game that no one played. <laughs> <laughs> the little poem about uh, the windfish. And then I wanted to look at the wooden fish again because I'm drawing a picture to make an embroidery thing. I see. But, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, previous to this, I would have had to find my game if I could and try to get to where I could see if I could find this quote again. And I'm not even sure exactly where it is in the game. But I feel like it probably happens at the beginning, right? Nope. Hmm. It's on one of the things near the end. But... Don't you find, though, that when you, these things are so easy to turn up, then they are usually disappointing? I often find mm-hmm. that, like, I have a memory of something that was so cool and meaningful when I was a kid, and then I'm like, oh, I bet I could look that up, and I do, and it's always like, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, or whatever, like, <laughs> dumb shit. And I'm like, God damn it! I thought this actually had some kind of profound meaning, but it's just horse shit. Yeah, I know what you mean, but this one, I, I still like it enough. So it worked out all right for me. But the I, thing that I liked was that I could just go and find it. Like, oh, there, there's this network of people all over the world, you guys. The internet. <laughs> An yeah. interconnected network of people. Oh, someone made a perler bead uh, windfish uh, related oh, to Jeff's so interest. big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> used I, over a thousand beads, I think they said. I made the I made the link from, from that game, and it uh, it's like just a little 16 by 16 guy. The windfish takes up like the whole screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you're supposed to be filled with majesty. Yeah, obviously. That's oh. why he uses old timey uh, speech like Thor does in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. really wish he did that in the movies too, because there's only <laughs> one thing I like in movies, and it's when Chris Hemsworth looks like a total dumbass. Wait, he does he kind do of that tries. In yeah, so, yeah. He, he doesn't say on, any like, these and thous, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just doesn't commit to it enough, unfortunately, but, like, he's trying. He's just not very smart or good at acting, unfortunately. Yep. I mean, perfect to play Thor, though, because you don't have to be smart or good at acting. You just have to, like, look good without a shirt on and be able to yell in British. Uh, That's true, but also I feel like he should be able to at least (laughs) somewhat talk in old-timey Maybe he should just do an immersion thing in, like, uh, Colonial Williamsburg or something. <laughs> do we yeah, have... Who's our uh, best beefy actor? Is it Channing Tatum? Is he the only one who's beefy and good at acting? I mean, there's a lot of dudes out there who are, like... I mean, to be any level of actor nowadays, you have to be kind of beefy, is the unfortunate thing. You don't get, And like, when you say are, you, you mean they're American? Is that what you're getting at? Uh, no, I mean, uh, society, because society owns public figures. Oh, okay. What's that well, guy who, the, Mark Ruffalo's pretty good, and he's also no, pretty... he's not, are you crazy? That's CGI. <laughs> he's not really 12 feet tall and green. No, I know, but he's a pretty good actor, and he plays a superhero, and like, this is what I'm saying, unless you, your role that you play is the tubby guy, every actor is like... Ten times more muscular than any of us will ever be. Of the oh, sure, Avengers, but not super muscular like you want an action star to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, of the Avengers, Bruce Banner is the tubby guy. I guess that's true, but he's still way more muscular than any of us, and he's the only one of them who is at all good at acting. Except, I guess Paul <laughs> Bettany is pretty yes, good at acting. I was going to say Paul yeah. Bettany. I think he's. But, he, he plays he a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like he's muscular at all in those. He looks like he's, like, y- your college roommate. <laughs> I realize that that might be because I did a Beautiful Mind track in college. But... Yeah, he doesn't really exist. This yeah. is his person, as Paul Bettany. Yeah. He just had to wear, like, one of those motion capture suits with little balls all over it. They didn't put any on his muscles. <laughs> he doesn't have any muscles. He's like a ropey dude. <laughs> he I'm just saying... Ropey. He was nude in that one movie. Which movie? Priest? Is that that movie where he's a vampire-killing priest? Probably. I'm thinking of uh, Knight's Tale, I want to say, with uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. He's uh, fucking, he's like supposed to be Chaucer or somebody real. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. They should do a they should do an Avengers style movie where they cross over all of the authors from, like, medieval Europe. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It already happened. Yeah, oh, basically. Medieval. Not, not turn of the century. Well, can you name any other <laughs> Beowulf? He's too far back. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. The best part about it would be they'd all get together and be like, hey, you died 300 years before I was born. <laughs> You'd have to put Shakespeare in there, even though he doesn't fit at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, it would be great. It would be the League of Anachronistic Gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, is this? Are we just pitching uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure three? Yeah, kind of, but they yes. fight crime. <laughs> uh, they fight the crime of having a bad attitude. Would okay? Wait, could you make this show work if it was pitched as like a, a uh, an God, educational it's a, show? It's a TV show now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like a pro literacy thing. Yes, that's how they I got Doctor Who made. Yeah. I bet you could make that work. You could just have it be a thing where it's like, you know, we, it, it's, uh, the, what is that show with the dog that becomes characters Wishbone. in literature? Wishbone. Oh, wow. You it's got like... that before he said characters in literature and that's a little <laughs> oh, weird. Know, okay, 
<laughs> it would be like a reverse wishbone where instead of him going into the stories, the stories come to you. Yeah, Shakespeare becomes a, a dog. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's a reverse because instead of a dog, it's a person this time. And yeah. that's the angle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, a guy just plays Shakespeare's dog. Okay, wait, this is a way better idea for a show, though. That was a band in the 90s, right? Shakespeare's dog? (laughs) No, that was a Smiths song. (laughs) Uh, That was a very good uh, Smiths joke for anyone who's fans of the Smiths out there. Mm, Nobody is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, No, that would be an even better idea for a, a TV show, is a show where kids play characters from stories, but it's just the one kid, and then every other character is played by a dog. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah. It, this... You wouldn't get the gist of the story at all, but it would be very cute. You could bring back some of that surrealist Sid and Marty Croft uh, flavor to <laughs> children's <Yes>. TV. <laughs> yep. All right, Jeff, what have you been up to on the internet? Uh, man, I struggled to think of something that I've been up to online in the past two weeks that was not uh, playing destiny 2 but uh, i've which i only started playing on friday so uh <laughs> i'm just gonna say destiny 2 uh an online video game that is the sequel to 2014's destiny and that i think the publisher still insists is not an mmorpg even though it is an mmorpg <laughs> well um, it's only i mean it definitely has rpg elements but it's not online and there are no other players right nope it is online and there are other players oh. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, then it's an MMO. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do missions by yourself. Like, you could do missions with your friends, but if you go on them without anyone in your team, you'll be alone. But in any spaces where <laughs> you could, like, in any spaces where you could, like, pick up missions or do, like, public events, there's just other people hanging around. Um, so it, they managed to portion off pieces of it to not be massively multiplayer and online but uh a lot of it is and i like it because the shooting feels good um and in the first game the shooting felt good but you had to do the same three missions over and over and over to grind levels enough to move on to the next part of the game and that sucked and that part is gone Yeah, I was saying this before we started recording, but uh, Destiny permanently... Ooh, not allowed to talk about things before we started recording. (laughs) Well, I'm recapping it now. Um, uh, Destiny permanently lost me as a customer because the first game was so bad when it first came out that I literally, like, hurled it across the room. I hated it so much. Yeah, it was... It was really, really annoying to be like, oh, cool, I have to hear Peter Dinklage tell me that this uh, wizard is from the moon for the 12th goddamn time. That was the only part of it I liked, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Peter Dinklage was fired and replaced and had all his lines re-recorded with one of the expansions to the first game by Nolan North, uh, and this is the first time I'm hearing him in the role, and he is doing such a better job, because he is a trained voice actor and not a famous person phoning it in. So Nolan North, he is the secret identity of a superhero, I assume? <laughs> uh, he is the voice of every video game. Uh, he was He's uh, Deadpool in all the video games and cartoons, so I guess he's one superhero at least. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, the first game was just... Uh, uh, what, what I said before we started recording was that any game that forces you to 
play competitively against strangers online in order to continue to advance is not a good game and should never be played. This is the same reason why I stopped playing the Final Fantasy MMORPG, because even though I'm a huge fan of the Final Fantasy series, that is the worst thing, and I hate it so much. Now, this was 14 or uh, 11? Uh, 14. Okay. I uh, got. I, I think I played... they only just shut down 11 recently, which is weird. I played 14 for a long time, and I really enjoyed it. It's very good, except then you hit a point where it's like, the only mission you can do to continue the plot requires you to have, like, six people playing with you, and you're playing against another team of seven, and it's like, uh, I hate that. I don't want to do any of that thing at yep. all. Yep. Uh, it's so nice to be able to play a game and, like... It, any interaction with other people is purely you, like, you're helping each other rather than you're hurting other people who are playing, because <laughs> other people, uh, other people are always better at video games than me and anyone I've ever met. Yes. Here's the question. Does anyone actually like this? Because, in my experience... The people who are bad at video games don't like it because they're getting yelled at by 13-year-olds for things that don't matter. And the people who are good at it are 13-year-olds who are seem to be constantly furious that other people aren't good enough to play on their team or challenge them. Oh, they love that anger. Children love to be angry. It's their favorite thing. <laughs> oh, man. I just... I just want them all dead. I just wish they would all die. <laughs> when now, is that cleansing rain coming to wash the filth off the streets? Yes. <laughs> now, Louisa, you're the, uh, what, correct me if I'm wrong, number three in the world uh, at Halo 2? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The third I don't like best player. In, I don't yeah, like I know. Well, sorry, we're breaking news here on our 79th <laughs> episode or whatever that Louisa is a champion Halo 2 player. Yeah, she love really it. loves that needle gun. I love games where you just run around and shoot at things and you can't see three quarters of uh, your uh, perspective and you just uh, fire a gun. It's great. Well, what I, what I really think is the best thing about ha the Halo series is how much shit there is in the heads-up display so that really only about 10% of the, your view actually is giving you information about what's happening to you. Man, I never liked Halo, and I was not sure what to expect from Destiny when I first played the beta three years ago, because um, it's made by the same people, but they f like it doesn't feel like Halo. And here's the thing that gets me. Here's what pulls me in. When you shoot a monster, a number pops off of it that shows you how much damage you did. <laughs> That's my favorite okay. thing that in a video game, is when you can see a number of how much damage you did to a bad guy. That's every RPG that's ever been made, though. Mm, awesome. I need it. I need it in an action game, though. <laughs> I like it in that. RPGs, but it's better in an action game. I don't, you don't know. Don't get that in Breath of the Wild unless you wear that special tunic. Yeah, I feel like a little bit silly when I play a game and I rush up at a, to a monster with a sword and then I hack math off of it. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel so. It makes me feel like I'm doing damage, like I'm accomplishing something. Matt, I prefer know. the uh, Street Fighter where everyone sprayed blood everywhere and uh, people were super concerned about it in the 90s. Yes, Did you exactly. play Street Fighter? There's no <laughs> blood in that game. She's talking about Mortal Kombat. Yes, and I yes, am. So, 
I realized after I said it, I was like, oh, the other one, the movie. (laughs) The other movie. Although, I mean, it may be that Blanca's blood was made out of electricity, and that was him shooting blood out of all of his pores. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like that one fish that does that. Yeah. What did you do online, Matt? Uh, well, I got myself a new phone today. Which I'm very excited about, because I had for a long time a Galaxy 6, Samsung Galaxy 6, which is fine. Um, Go up to that S8? I did. I jumped up to the S8 Plus. Um, It is way too big for a phone. Mm, Uh, I had that problem, too. I love that. That's the best part about it. Uh, It's great. Uh, (laughs) I love having the new bezel-less edges of a phone. That is the greatest thing, and mm. people who don't like it don't understand what's mm. good about anything in the world. Uh, I want to have a case on my phone, thank you. So. Yeah, you can have a case, and you can have a case, you don't have to lose, like, a half inch all the way around every part of your phone for no reason. Uh, it is not a half inch, it's maybe a centimeter, and I can live with that. A well, centimeter is about a half an inch, you're both overestimating. No, you are totally <laughs> off, there's no way a centimeter is half an inch. Yeah, I don't think that that's right, but it's fine. Whatever it is, however much it is, it's too much. And having the whole display being, or the whole front of it being the display is great. Counterpoint, okay. big phones are bad because now I have a callus mm. on one of my fingers for where I have to balance the phone on it because I can't get my hand all the way around it to hold it comfortably and use my hand to type on it. Counter counterpoint. Uh, no, big phones are great, and now that Verizon has unlimited data, I'm just gonna never not be watching Netflix. I have that thick phone, because I got an expanded battery for my phone that makes it about twice as thick, and I really (laughs) like it because it's so much easier to grip the phone, it solves the problem Louisa had. No. They should make a no. battery that's shaped like a handle that you can hold to the back of it. <laughs> well, yeah, like a, a handle of a, of a home phone. Yeah, or like the handle like on a uh, like a shopping bag or something. Like just just have it be like a <laughs> cylinder that sticks out of the back of your phone and you hold it like a I've stick. I've seen for real phone cases that have rubber fingers on them. So when you hold the phone, it's like they're holding a hand. <laughs> oh, gross! That's yeah. great. horrible. I love <laughs> that. That would be a great Halloween phone case, though. You can get a little hook that glues onto the back of your phone, and I hate that too. It works as a stand or to hook your fingers around when you're holding the phone so you don't drop it. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not going to let Louisa crush my joy of my new phone. I'm very excited about it, and mainly because my old phone... The reason I got the new one is because my old phone was only lasting about till like 11 a.m. before the battery died. <laughs> uh, so now I've got one that, in theory at least, will last all day for a while. Yeah, That's when fun. I upgraded last year and uh, the same thing, my battery life was incredibly bad. It was less than an hour from start to finish, basically. Jesus. It was so amazing to go all day without plugging it in. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is like a wireless phone. You don't believe this? You don't realize the anxiety that's in you when, like, every minute of every day you're like, okay, where am I going to get my next electricity from for my phone? You're just jumping from outlet to outlet. Louisa, you have an iPhone, right? I do, yes. Okay. See, there's your error, because the iPhone, you can't just buy a new battery for it. 
I don't want to do that. That's crazy. You can't. You can't <laughs> I don't do want it. To. I well, don't you don't have it. the option, so <laughs> I don't care. It's so it's good. <laughs> so some so for Jeff and other people like me who like to have the the flexibility of a phone that an Android phone offers. Some of the great things about the new Samsung S8 that I just got that are uh, like the dumbest things that are that I can't believe phones didn't have much before. Um, it has it's a USB C charge. So it charges way faster than any USB or mini USB or any of the other shit I've ever used before, which is great. Uh, and it has a little thing at the top where you can put the put a pin in and it pops out. And it has both your SIM card and a slot to put in an SD card so you can expand the memory. Phones did that a million years ago and then they just stopped doing it because they're assholes, I guess. I think iPhone still puts the SIM... Uh, an SD card in slots like that, but yeah, every Android phone you have to like take the back off and take the battery out to access that stuff. It's really no, annoying. you can't you can't expand the memory of an iPhone at all. Oh, really? No SD cards on iPhones? No, absolutely none. Oh, weird. Uh, I, then I guess it's just the SIM that pops out with that little tray. Yeah, the the iPhone has a SIM that pops out. the 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 memory card is completely unaccessible, and the phone destroys itself if you try. <laughs> Because <sighs> Apple is the worst company on the face of the earth, and I fucking hate them. All right. They want yeah, to make a, a <laughs> bespoke singular object that uh, uh, is more like an art piece than a consumer product. And while uh, I disagree with that design philosophy, it seems to be something a lot of other people erroneously enjoy. It's fine. I don't. I don't even mind people enjoying it. I just don't like it when a company doesn't even bother to hide its hostility towards its customers in that yeah. way, where it's like, yes, it's it's even easier for us to allow for there to be a slot where you could put your SD card in, but we're going to take the extra steps to hide it and make it so that the phone doesn't work anymore if you switch it, because we want to be able to charge you 10 times market value for memory when you buy your phone. Yep. Oh, well. <clears throat> Is it random subreddit time? I suppose it is. I got r slash dash pay, um, and uh, it tells me in the title bar of my web browser, dash is digital cash. <laughs> well, is this that's... like a Bitcoin thing, or what is it? Yeah, you know? it seems like Bitcoin for business uncles. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. Reddit about this. There's enough to talk about, I guess. I get, there's 8,615 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, That's more I than don't... we see for, like, real subjects where people could have opinions, I, like cats. I feel like digital currency is just one step further into abstraction for value, mm -hmm. but I, it's, a, it's an important step. Like... Convincing me that this green paper has value is is about as far as I'm willing to go. Maybe that's me being an old man, and the young people yeah. are more flexible about digital currency, but for me, I'm just, I can't do it. My I, problem with digital currency is that is the main step that uh, provides the justification for why A Handmaid's Tale happens. <laughs> is there's They yep. don't have cash anymore, so they can just turn off women's bank accounts. Well, people don't really use cash anymore anyway. But it still is there. You can go get it if you want. I'm concerned about uh, how many hacks there are because the companies yep. that manage money don't really care about the managing part of it. Like, yeah, the security. That. 
Equifax yeah. hack this yeah. week. What do they do? Investment? Uh, they, they give I, credit I, scores or they manage yeah, credit scores? Or I think they right? are one of the three that do compile credit st- scores. Credit reporting agency. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently. Like, they are the ones that tell the banks whether you deserve a loan or not. I see. And, and apparently, that's... they don't deserve a loan at all. <laughs> yeah. You think they that can't even lock the, the, the door? Given that you are one of the most important private information companies in the world, you would think that your security game would be the most important thing about your company, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would maybe like go for the number one cybersecurity company and contract them to fix all your stuff up. Yep, which, as we all know, is Norton Antivirus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was... remember reading in, like, a Sherlock Holmes book, I think, that at some point there was something about a robbery or something, and Holmes says something about the weak link is always going to be human error. And mm-hmm. he was exactly as fucking right 120 years ago <laughs> as yep. he is today. Because it's well, always people who are like, eh, let's not bother. I know there's a fancy lock on this door, but I don't really want to lock it. I'll have to open it again later. I have to deal with this all the time at work because people are always like, oh, it's so frustrating that I have to put in my password every time I get up from my computer and like walk away for five minutes and it goes to sleep. And it's like, this is the law. It's not even us being jerks. Like, you want to have a... Uh, workaround for the thing that we do as a company protecting people's security that is the thing you want to get away from yeah and how many of those people just have a post-it note with their password on it uh, uh, next to their monitor yep every time i go to someone's uh, actual <laughs> office and fix things i take those uh post-its and shred them yeah <laughs> i use um some variation on pretty much the same password for a lot of my stuff, but my bank account is behind a unique password that is only for that. Uh, so even if my uh-huh. email, even if like my email gets, so the way a lot of these hacks work is they'll get password and email information from one uh, website and then just try it on every website. So even if I ever get my password stolen for one thing, they're never going to get into my bank account. It's like a basic. I don't know. People don't think about that kind of stuff. But can they get into your Amazon account? Because if they can do that, then they can still get into your bank account. Uh, yeah, I guess if they want to... Well, no, because they would have to re-enter my credit card information if they want to ship to a new address. Yeah, but you can do, like, Amazon Pay without doing that. I don't think I have my bank account hooked up to Amazon, but I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, yeah great you're you're the best and smartest person on earth jeff good job Mm, no i just wanted to provide (laughs) a small example of the ways in which uh people can be careful but choose not to be okay and now you're also the humblest person on earth you've done it (laughs) god damn it you're right i am Uh, 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 what uh subreddit did you get tell me i got r slash psychology which seems to be exactly what you'd think it is Yep. Uh, and now the one that we're going to do. Louisa, please tell me what you got. Well, this is a strange uh, one, because I got r slash Five Nights at Freddy's, which I'm going to go ahead and assume is about the game of the same name. Yep. But on an episode of Creepy Pasta, where Matt and I were guests, we discussed this game. Yep. So in but fact, the three such... of us have discussed this. 
it's so much has great... happened since then. Yeah, everything about it is fantastic, though. <laughs> so I guess this is the sequel to our creepy pasta episode. Yeah, I yeah. just I really want to have two episodes on my website of two different podcasts that have the same title and the same three people talking about the same thing. <laughs> people be like, wait, one of these is mislabeled. <laughs> one of these says it's seeing Reddit, but that can't be right. <laughs> Oh, man. This is a good lead into the Halloween season, though, which we are now oh, yeah. getting into. That's true. Oh, man, I love that. Every other holiday, I'm like, wait until the month of. But with Halloween, I'm like, oh, man, as soon as I see the first orange leaf, I'm like, I better get into costume now. Oh, God, yep. the spirit Halloween across the street from me just <laughs> opened up, and it's the best. Except, why the fuck isn't it called Spirit of Halloween? That makes me so angry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do they have, like, Christmas stores or something, too? Do they have, like, spirit Christmas? Nope. Not, not that I know of. <laughs> hmm. I, um, I had a wristband from when I went there last year, uh, and, like, you could give a dollar to the children's hospital and get a wristband, and I was yep. wearing it until, like, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got one yesterday. I, I don't wear it because I'm an adult, but I have it. Mm. I like <laughs> the feeling of... What? For what? I like the feeling what? of bracelets. It's, it's like, like one a, of those rubber bracelets. It's like a Lance Armstrong thing, but for people who actually deserve charity. I guess okay. cancer is bad, but Lance Armstrong is okay. the, is also bad. I understand the concept of a rubber bracelet, but you guys started saying, I went and got a wristband. From where? For what? From Spirit, Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween, okay. when you donate money into the, to the children's hospital okay. when you check out. Jeff okay. said this. No, he didn't. He did. You just didn't hear me. Uh, why would they give you a wristband for donating to a charity? That's it's like every a, charity does that now. Like an incentive. Hmm. I mean, I guess Livestrong started it. I always give to the United Way at the grocery store, and they don't give me shit for that. You don't also, even get to write your name on a paper star? No, and I don't really want to do uh-huh. that. But, yeah, uh, that's the dumbest. Is the United Way a good charity? I always wonder, but I haven't looked into it. I don't know. I, uh, for I some so. reason, associate them with old people because they always have, like, some kind of football man from 30 years ago being like, donate to the United Way. <laughs> well, I know it's the United Way Food Bank, and I'm like, I guess uh, anything that's a food bank is probably good. But more to the point, when they say, would you like to donate, and I'm buying three seasonal flavors of Oreos, I'm like, yes, I will give, <laughs> I will give $5 to someone who needs actual food. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, what were those three seasonal flavors? Now you have to tell us. <laughs> I only got, uh, well, one of them wasn't specifically for Halloween. It was uh, the birthday cake, which I know they've permanently added now, but those are pretty damn good. Uh, birthday cake, I did get regular. I kind of lied. Sorry, guys. I made myself seem like a big shot. <laughs> you, really, <laughs> <But I> got... <laughs> you really need to, to, to brag on this show to, to feel like a man. <laughs> I got regular that I can turn into, uh, like, a cookie crumble pie crust. Oh, nice. Or a chocolate pie. And then I got birthday cake, because they're good. And then I got uh, the ones that are orange on the inside for Halloween. Ah, well, those are just regular flavored, though. That's incorrect. I know, incorrect. but you can eat them, and you can be filled with the spirit of Halloween, right? I, I've <laughs> like talked about, about this on this podcast before, but my fiancé, Jen, can tell the difference blindfolded <laughs> between the Oreos that have orange inside and the ones Aha! that don't. Here's the thing. Yes, food coloring does have a taste, so I totally believe that. Definitely true. But is it an actual flavor? I am not so sure. The actual e- explanation, according to the Oreos website, 
that there is a fan page specifically for Halloween Oreos tasting better. Um, and apparently the explanation that a spokesman gave was that they make a smaller batch of the fondant uh, when they put it in the Halloween Oreos. And so it's like the the ratio is different or something. I don't really, hmm. I don't know. Basically, it's like the, because they make less of it at a time, it has a slightly different flavor. Huh. Well, that doesn't mean that it's like a flavor, though. It's not like orange or spice or anything. <laughs> no, it that certainly would be good, isn't. Though. And also, the pumpkin this, spice ones are good, though. The the Oreos that came out this year, uh, at least the ones that are at the Target near me, maybe they're going to put out more later. But the the family size Halloween Oreos, they don't have little skeletons on them anymore. And also, apparently, uh-huh. they taste different, according to Jen. Although I have not noticed it, but. Hmm. They, they're just regular Oreo printing on the, the cookies now. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah, Boring. it's the pits! What do they do with all those brass cookie dies? They must be somewhere. Ugh, they need to use those and make them, or make a new pattern, but don't just give me more bullshit Oreos. Well, now to compensate, you'll have to go buy the Pillsbury sugar cookies that have the bat or pumpkin in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> those are good. Uh. Those are not good. <laughs> they're just sugar cookies. They're nothing. They're nothing. They're not good or bad. Uh, but sugar cookies that aren't homemade, because you're right, there's no uh, like additional flavors for them to hide in. You can taste all the chemicals. Like, you can mm. taste all the things I that like keep chemicals. it soft artificially. Delicious. And, uh, no. Yeah, delicious chemicals. Eat no. them raw. <laughs> you, we all eat nothing but chemicals, though, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but yep. when you eat a sugar cookie, I want to taste butter and vanilla and sugar, and that is it. But um, you know that those are made of chemicals, too. Yeah, when, wink. Artificial <laughs> preservatives. When we went to Spirit Halloween yesterday, the thing that we bought there was uh, they had planchette-shaped cookie cutters so that you can oh make cardboard cookies. <laughs> yeah, it is a good idea. It's going to be great. It's it's funny how just that thing existing made us start thinking about maybe having a Halloween party this year. <laughs> we were like, uh, we weren't going to, but this is such a great thing, we may have to. <laughs> Oh, I bought so a good. skull cookie cutter recently, and I'm very disappointed in Amazon because they only have like the, like facing forward, like um, like a sugar skull shape of skull. Yeah. I'm like, this is oh so yeah. Fashioned. I want to see like a more side angle one where the jaw sticks out more. You know. Yep. But no. No, there's one shape of cookie cutter on all of Amazon. A Thanks, silly Amazon. skeleton, if you will. Yes. Okay. Um, All right, so we're doing Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah? Yeah, you have to read this sidebar for us, which I guess doesn't really exist. So at the header here, it's only like a shadowy uh, image of all the robots from the game. Uh, Somewhere it says happy birthday behind them. I'm sure that's a shot from the game or something, but there's no like uh, Reddit alien or anything. Well, there's where there normally is a Reddit alien, you see... Uh, the pixel art of the original Freddy before he became Freddy Fazbear. Oh, oh the, I see. the blob the, holding like, a cake? Zooming yes. away, and when you mouse uh, over it, zooms away, leaving behind a rainbow. Yes. Cute. Alright, I don't know what this, that means, but sure. Freddy, Fre- the golden Freddy, or the original Freddy, is the saddest character in Five Nights at Freddy's, which we will get into later, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe. 
Um, yeah, it looks like left to right we've got Freddy, Chica, uh, Scary Puppet Ghost, and mm, Mangle. Is that what the Scary Fox one is called? Yes. The okay. the Lady Fox one is Mangle, and then the the Pirate Fox one is something else. I don't know. So, we should say what we know about this game, which is... Oh, I haven't played it, but I know Jeff has. It's a jump scare game. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I played, <laughs> played uh, about two seconds of Five Nights at Freddy's 2 on my phone, and was like, oh, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I closed it. But I've read yes, about it all is of terrifying. the I've played all of them, uh, except for Sister Location. I have not played Sister Location yet, but I've played all of the other ones. Uh, we both and... read the book. Yes, read the book. <laughs> the first and book. There's was... another one now. There is? Oh, jeez. Anyway. But I there read might be all the two lore. more. Uh, I read all the lore, and that was pretty good. Yep. So it's Same. a jump scare game based on the horrors of a overnight shift as a security guard at a sort of Chuck E. Cheese, sort of showbiz pizza place kind of place? Yep. Oh, this reminds me. I wanted to talk about uh, Chuck E. Cheese is getting rid of the animatronic bands, and I think that Five Nights at Freddy's is primarily responsible for this. <laughs> I, I would absolutely believe it. I think that yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's is way more popular than Chuck E. Cheese has ever been. <laughs> I think they should have gone the other way and licensed Five Nights at Freddy's for a restaurant. Strongly agree. I think <laughs> you would like get an so adult, many... Uh, like yeah. a Dave and Buster's, but more edgy. I would, no, I... it would still be... These games are for kids. The restaurant no! would still be for kids. No. Uh, Louisa, <laughs> go to Target, go to the kids' clothing section. There's a whole section of Five Nights at Freddy's clothes for kids. Oh, kids are so stupid. You could buy a, a, like, Lego blind pack. I think it might be, like, Mega Bloks blind pack to get a little Five Nights at Freddy's figure at Rite Aid. This thing is, like, a huge children's phenomenon for some reason. But also, I agree with Louisa that if you made an adult's <laughs> one that was, uh, like, the robots were a little bit scary, but not really, but like, you went in and that it was an adults-themed, like, a kid's place, but Like an escape room. Yeah, or like, a restaurant, and then every hour and a half, the lights go out. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh, for man. five minutes. That would be so scary. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's Dinner Theater. Yeah. Ugh, that would be terrifying. <laughs> Alright, so, a sidebar. It's throwing me off, because this has a strange, like, animation. Like, it's got an advanced uh, thing attached to the sidebar, I guess. Yeah, yeah the little eyes one? Yeah, there's, like, a little monitor thing that pops up. It'll pop up from the bottom of your screen, yes. and it has little eyes on top. For and... for those in the know, it, it's the monitor that you use to control <laughs> the cameras in the sister location game. <laughs> and it's got the old computer-style black screen with green text, and it's got all the little links you'll need for different things. And it's, like, uh, interactive, because you just see the eyes most of the time, but if you scroll over, it'll pop up. Yep. And the people on this subreddit, there's 20,000 20, people scooped. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but there's 370 people still here. Yes. So I'm guessing scooped is uh, picked up and killed by the robots? <laughs> is that the idea? Sort of. So a lot of this stuff is referencing the sub-game within the games of Five Nights at Freddy's. So the way that the games work is that every, uh, like, game period is one night that you are working as a security guard in this place. But then at the end of each game period, between that period and the next, you play a little uh, pixel graphics NES-style uh, simple game mini-game that explains the story of 
how the robots came to be evil, I guess, kind of. Um, and uh, there's the idea that the implication is that these games are being used by the ghosts of murdered children to convey messages to you. Uh, and one of the messages that they send to you is, uh, I am still here. And another one, I guess, is scooped from Sister sister Location, although I have not seen that one. Hmm. Y'all, you know how long ago the first Five Nights at Freddy's game came out for this to become a worldwide phenomenon? It was like a year and a half ago, wasn't it? 20, 2014. I could have yeah. sworn it was like 2012 at the most recent. It was, it's been three years. Well, I remember. And they've already when... taken down Chuck E. Cheese. I remember when Five Nights at Freddy's 4 came out, and I was like, oh man, I'm so excited for this. Like, this game series has been really ramping up. And then I looked at it, and it was less than a year since the first one came out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so interestingly, there's no uh, paragraph of explanation like there is on most Reddits to tell you what the hell this is. So if you just stumble across it, Which we already very, have context. But it, It's very in keeping with the themes of the game, though, where the, it doesn't explain anything to you. You have to piece it together yourself from what's going on. Yeah, yeah. they're being real meta. Yeah. And there's a uh, whole bunch of rules. I won't read them because they're pretty standard. Like, stay on topic and be respectful and don't put porn in here. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Have you guys... I, I have not looked at it, but I've heard that Five Nights at Freddy's porn exists. And that is very disturbing. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. People like to be turned on and afraid at the same time. That's what every <laughs> horror movie has taught us. Yeah. That's what haunted uh, houses are at, like, midways, right? <laughs> Wait, are you getting hand jobs from skeletons <laughs> in the midway? If you're Is fast that... enough. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> it's the but, lost uh... verse to the monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But you know what A I skeleton mean? Like, would be the worst person. Being like, oh my god, I'm so scared, and, like, clinging to the person you're with. and you Oh, know. that's true, yeah. That, yeah... That is how. That is why tunnels of love and uh, haunted houses just turned into a single thing. Well, as the McElroy said once on Mobim Bam, uh, there are no such thing as, as tunnels of love. <laughs> no one's ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's true. They must... They're only in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, this game series w- was the most scary one somehow. It was made by one guy, and he figured out how to make the scariest game series. Yep. Uh, the atmosphere is frightening, and then also things jump at you and make a loud noise. So it, it does the two scary things that you need to do. <laughs> yeah, people really uh, shit on the jump scare component of this game, but I feel like jump scares are certainly terrifying and a cheap gimmick, but I appreciate that this game has more to offer than just that. Because the jump scares are scary because it's a thing gnashing its teeth right in your face suddenly. But then the game gets more scary once you realize what the things are and why they're attacking you. And that kind of stuff makes it into a deeper game, which is something you don't expect from something that seems so simple. I like that it's got a really solid premise. It's tapping into every child who ever went to a showbiz or a Chuck E. Cheese and saw them do their little show and then saw the way they just stand there and you can still kind of see them (laughs) behind the curtain in between their performances. And the primal fear that you have deep in your brain from that, this taps right back into that. 
Well, and a lot of people, uh, I mean, the, the inciting incident that made all of the bad things in Five Nights at Freddy's happen, uh, I should probably say spoiler alert for the rest of this episode that I'm going to talk a lot about <laughs> the secrets that ha- you've discovered yeah. during yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Speaking of that, this board very elaborately will let you hide spoilers, so that's quite interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah, um, because uh, these games will come out, uh, like, sometimes several days before their official release date by surprise, so. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Um, the inciting incident was that a kid was being bullied by his big brother and had his head shoved into the mouth of one of the robots while it was doing its show, Mm -hmm. and the robot bit down and gave the kid permanent brain damage, um, and that is something that I think all kids are secretly afraid might happen to them. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, uh... When you are when you have your hand out of out the car window and you suddenly pull it back in because you realize, oh no, what if my arm gets chopped off by a sign or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or if you're that going sort of... up an escalator and you wonder if the hem of your pants will get caught and then you'll get killed as you get pulled into the gears of the escalator. <laughs> or worse, yeah. your pants will get pulled off and you'll be in the mall without pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be worse. Worse for sure. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that it definitely the fear of the mundane I think is the primary focus of this series. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job as well of making it so that you're you're afraid on multiple levels while you're playing these games because obviously the monsters jumping out and eating you is scary. But then also you have like a flashlight that you can see how much battery is on it. And if you flash the flashlight at them, they go away, and the battery is always going down. So that's a different kind of fear, where you're like, oh god, if I use up the last of this battery, I'm gonna definitely be dead. Yeah. Uh, and then the the secrets of, like, discovering about the kids being murdered, and the purple guy, and all of the stuff, and, like, the guy talking to you on the phone, and all that. Oh, so scary. It's been almost a year since the uh, last game came out. That's surprising, considering how fast he released uh, four, five games. Well, he's working on other stuff now that he's got the fame, though, right? Yeah. And did you play um, like the the Five Nights at Freddy's RPG? Oh no, uh, that one's pretty elaborate, though, right? It's. I mean, it's like all of these games, where on some level, it's a very simple sort of original Dragon Warrior style RPG, uh, and then if you dive into it at any level other than the surface level, it's suddenly like, oh, okay, wait. There's a way that you can make the game glitch out, and then you find out that the game was programmed by somebody who was trying to convince you that Freddy wasn't scary because that person wants to murder you with with Freddy characters and stuff (laughs) like that, so that's pretty scary. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I knew that he released uh, the four games and then Sister Location and uh, FNAF World. Yeah. And two novels and a guidebook. And he has a movie deal uh, with Blumhouse, the, uh, like, big uh, indie horror producer, uh, producer studio. That's the term. Uh, So, yeah, I guess it's not... He's probably very busy making all of this other stuff, so it shouldn't be as surprising, but... I think that probably he hates these characters and doesn't want to work with them ever again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. The trouble is, it's a great idea, but it's not 
especially deep for an idea. So the more you try to explain, like, oh, and that, and they were inhabited by ghosts, and the ghosts came about in this way, the more you get into that, the less good you're making just the scary game. I don't know that that's true. I don't think that... I think that what's great about these games is that if you play them all on just the surface level, they are a perfectly serviceable scary game. Well, for instance, like you said, you find out that a kid's brother stuck his head into the thing and it bit down enough to give him brain damage but not kill him. Like, that seems so amateurish. That seems like a 16-year-old writing a story. He's like, oh, and this is scary. That, like, I don't like it. Like, that takes away from it for me. But what's good about it is that at no point does anyone tell you that's what happened. Like, you you have to figure it out yourself. So. That That is, I mean, I kind of agree with you that people treat this like it's this Machiavellian, uh, incredibly complicated story that is so uh, dark and twisted. And it's not. It's like you say, you know, the kind of horror story that maybe a teenager would write in a creative writing class in high school. Mm. But by not explicitly telling you any of it, um, it makes it feel more valuable and... Mm. At least it makes it feel, like, exciting when you uncover new stuff. And what's great is that so much of the time, the thing that... The the actual message of a scene in the game can only be accessed if you can decode a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So it's not like anything is ever shoved down your throat. If anything, the game is actively working against you understanding what's going on in it. Okay. I'm sure that does help. Yes, I uh, uh, I th- I think that it's sort of I don't know it's it's I think that in the games he goes and reads people's theories online and then the next game he's like I'm gonna deliberately contradict that and then for the first uh, at least the first novelization if not the second he went mm, I'm gonna confirm all of these fan theories <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think that that's true but I do respect the fact that he has, at least so far, been able to ride that wave of using the fan theories in his writing when so many people have failed at doing that. (laughs) Um, Like, everything about uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Lost. Lost. Yeah, Yeah, especially. (laughs) So, not to say that the... uh, Not to say that the games won't eventually be disappointing. I'm sure they will, but he's really... He's working it pretty well so far. Mm, yep. Yeah. I'd like Looking to say, at the top. sidebar, I was never disappointed in Lost or in uh, Game of Thrones, no matter how ridiculous they get. <laughs> I guess. You're just here to have a good time. Yeah. That's true. I just, w- I don't think that Game of Thrones became awful like everyone else does, but I do feel like Game of Thrones could have been better they could have stretched out what they were doing longer yes and then it would have made it feel more like the rest of the series it just feels very different from every other season that is fair but here's a very controversial theory of mine it is better if a show lives long enough to get bad rather than dies out when you love it (laughs) because then you're not so sad that it's over Mm. i i sort of agree Two of my favorite shows are ones that have a bad fourth season and then get good again after that. One is Angel and the other is Community. And I like that they finished good, but I think that they couldn't have finished good if they didn't have that bad fourth season. 
I just yeah. like if a show gets less uh, captivating by the time that it's over. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, you want to be really bored by the series finale. Well, you, you want, want to be to... like, oh, it's ending. That's kind of a shame. All right. You, you want to get every ounce of juice out of those characters before they go to their eternal rest. Yes. <laughs> uh I think I probably mostly have the opposite opinion. People keep talking about how they want Hannibal to have a fourth season, and I'm like, mm, nah, it ended perfectly. It doesn't need another one. Yeah. There, I think I some come come down somewhere in the middle because sometimes I'll watch a show and I'll just be like, yes, never do any more, please. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, I need more. Like Over the Garden <laughs> Wall, I think was a perfect series that did exactly what it intended to do and should never have any more. I'm kind of annoyed that they're doing comics because it was such a perfect little thing in and of itself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it, so <laughs> didn't do whatever. Well, well you, you don't, don't like, like anything that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not uh, true. And as people have pointed out, this is something I should have liked, but I don't. I don't understand why you don't like it. Everything about it is good and it's very boring and, and I really wanted that younger kid to get killed. <laughs> why do you Jeez. hate him so much? He's so nice. Uh-huh, sure he is. He's a little he shit. Why? <laughs> he does cause a lot of problems. You just don't like anyone being positive. I don't like <laughs> kids who will not shut up, and he is like the textbook kid who won't shut up. No, it's so. not a textbook. See, this is where the confusion lies. It was a cartoon <laughs> series. Um, uh, Tom I... had to be a better frog. They learn how to be frogs at one point, right? <laughs> They're on a riverboat. Yeah, they lay in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> is is it's always sunny in Philadelphia still good? Because I think they just got renewed up through their fifteenth season. <laughs> I'm still enjoying it, but I don't think it's anywhere near as good as it was in its heyday. Yeah, the problem with any show is that over time, in order to preserve continuity, they have to reduce their characters to their most basic elements and remove any complexity from them. Mm-hmm. We call uh, this flanderization. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just not as fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trouble is you can develop a really good premise to a certain point, but then at that point to make it fresh, you would need a new premise, and that would be a different thing. Yes. So, here we are. Um... Oh man, I just found a, a link to a series of pictures that explains how Sister Location ex- uh, further advances the theories of who the purple guy is, and I really want to read it, but I can't right now. Is it Grimace? <laughs> is the purple guy Grimace? <laughs> uh, for the longest time, and I have not been plugged into the, the theory scene around this game for a while, but for the longest time people thought that the purple guy was the previous security guard that you are taking over from and also the person who murdered all of the kids and that's the reason why the ghosts of the kids want to kill you in their new bodies because they think you're the purple guy okay because you're wearing the same uniform that he wore is it purple i'm confused He's represented in pixels as all purple because it's like bad atari style graphics where every figure is one single color Right. So, um, yeah, and he, I mean, again, all of this is not revealed through text in any way, which is why his name is just the purple guy, because no one knows what his name is. But, um, yeah, the idea, the theory for a long time was that he would put on one of the 
uh, Freddy costumes, not the animatronic robots, just a costume, and lure kids into the security office and then kill them and put their bodies into the robot suits. Okay. Uh, and so you are now, once he got killed by the ghosts, because they killed him, uh, then now you are around wearing his same uniform, and so they still hate you and they want to kill you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yep. Uh, one of the things on the front page, uh, I won't say the spoiler, uh, but apparently the new guidebook that just came out confirms Purple Guy's identity. Oh, wow. Um, which I think is interesting, um, because uh, I've I watched all of the Game Theorists uh, YouTube channel videos on this series, and they have had multiple. They've like changed multiple times for their theory of who Purple Guy is, and I forget where they finally landed. Um, I know there's a character in the first of the books, which I inexplicably read um, that is covered in uh, scars because he got clamped in one of the suits just like the purple guy does. Um, clamp, clamp, kebab. Yep, because yep. <laughs> for some reason they built these suits to be robots but then you can fold back the robot parts uh, but the robot parts can just slam back into place, crushing your body with a bunch of spiky robot parts. I don't know. It's a horror concept, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not Yes, it's a little bit silly, but it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility for an or a company to uh, advance technology that is dangerous to the operators in order to to save costs. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, I would I would never suggest that uh, capitalism was not the villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that it plays on childhood fears in the same way because. You hear about, like, you know, your your parents working at a place where there's dangerous machinery, and you start to think that any machine could kill anyone at any time. And yeah. so you see a person wearing a suit that looks like the same as the robot on stage, and you're like, oh god, that could become a robot and kill you at any moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. I remember once I was going to, uh, in... Disney World in Epcot. It's the ride Soren. You guys have ridden that, right? Yes. You sit in a little chair, and it basically makes you feel like you're flying over a projection screen. Of... I don't know. I may have ridden it, or I may have been too scared. Uh, it's basically the same as like a roller coaster that lets your feet dangle, but it's very smooth, and it doesn't really move you very much, and it just is an effect, basically. It's hmm. basically just you leaning slightly forward, looking into an IMAX movie. Yes. Yeah, it's a barf machine to make you vomit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I remember sitting outside of that once, just waiting for somebody, and uh, people were coming up the walkway, and there's a mother and, like, a 12-year-old boy, like, uh, like almost a teenager. And as they were getting closer, the boy's like, um, I don't know if I can do this, actually. Uh, I think maybe that I can't. Like, obviously, you're making weird excuses. And the mother's like, what are you talking about? Like, our fast pass is for right now. We've been waiting all day to go on this. And then he says, well, I heard that what you do is you have to lie down in a tunnel and you have to hold on to a bar and it, they blow really strong wind at you and you could lose your grip. <laughs> and the mother's like, uh, no, of course not. <laughs> they let little kids ride this. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. do that. But uh, it made me think That's... of that because kids have absolutely no judgment. 
So this kid yeah. was like, oh, yeah, they're going to make me do something scary that might kill me at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always the thing when you ride on any ride at a theme park and you're going with somebody who is a little bit on the timid side. You have to constantly be being like, if it could hurt you, this place would already be shut down, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, I don't know, it could be this time, it could be this time it will hurt me, and then it will be shut down after because it hurt me. <laughs> yeah, but I think here's that's a... pretty fair if you're going to, like, a county fair or, like, a <laughs> yeah. somewhere, like, a, a wooden coaster. <laughs> I don't trust those. And those do kill people. <laughs> but, otherwise, you're probably fine. Here's the thing, though. Everyone dies, and <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you could die very suddenly by getting killed on a roller coaster, that's not the worst way to go. That's pretty true. Right? Like, you're having fun, and then, oh, your head is off. The <laughs> guy who got crushed in the World of Tomorrow, uh, Ron DeLay, uh, I wouldn't even know about that person if they were just a guy to Disney World, but now I yeah. will always remember them. Yep. Uh, who is this? Uh, somebody got crushed. Do you know the World of Tomorrow? You're sitting in a theater for this, and robots act out stuff from different eras of the past, like technology the- and stuff. Yeah, it and there's does a not little, sound there's a, familiar. There's a little dragon named Figment and no, his uh, wrong. his friend in a brown top hat. <laughs> the Dreamfinder. The Dreamfinder, yeah. No, none of that. But anyway, I only different. know that from a comic book that they made of it recently. The point is, your theater rotates around the stage, so the stage is actually a 360 degree stage, but you only see like a quarter of it at a time. Mm. But a guide, there's no way, there was never any way for anyone, uh, any visitors to get hurt. But the guide, a guide who, uh, like, introduces you to the story, walked through a thing they weren't supposed to walk through, and they got crushed between the wall and the the, uh, rotating stage. That sucks. Apparently. That moment where you're getting crushed has got to be the most embarrassing thing in the whole world. I mean, obviously it's terrible in lots of ways, but I just am thinking about, like, you knew you weren't supposed to do the thing, but you're like, no, what's the worst that could happen? And then you do it and you're like, oh god, no! Like, people are gonna know that I did this now. They've put in a bunch of safety measures since then to prevent that from ever happening, but the point is, they were never supposed to do that. They were already, like, breaking security protocols by doing it. So yeah. things Which, aren't ever um, quite as dangerous as they seem. Matt, I think you were at, it must have been Six Flags or something, a theme park where I think it's a Harry Houdini themed ride where you yes. go inside and they f- they flip the room over, big air quotes. Yes, um, I remember <laughs> us going on this ride for Colin's birthday one year. Yeah, that was very fun. Um, but the uh, lady and- in front of us... <laughs> Do you remember I just remember there being someone being afraid that the whole thing was actually really going upside down. <laughs> yeah, the the guides that let us in, they were like, okay, everyone, now hold on, because the theater is going <laughs> to turn upside down! And the lady was like, uh, excuse me, no, I'm not doing this, I'm getting out, and like, they were like... That was uh, it. Uh, we've already strapped you, like, you can't get out now, it would be dangerous for you to do it. It's not really gonna happen, like... <laughs> You need to calm down. And the lady was screaming at this guy, like, no, you need to fucking, like, swearing in front of children. You need to fucking let me off of this thing. You cannot force me to do this. He's like, uh, you chose to get on here. Sorry. And then he just left and turned it on. And, like, 
Of course you're not actually going upside down. There wasn't even a seat belt. There was like... <laughs> the, the seats tilt at most 25 <laughs> degrees, and then the rest of the room rotates the rest of the way to yeah. look weird. Oh my god, but this woman was so stupid. So I think what we've learned is uh, some people never grow out of, of that uh, childhood yeah. lack of judgment <laughs> where they uh, can't figure out what's real and what's fake. Yep. So if there's one takeaway from this this week's episode, it's that you should absolutely make a Five Nights at Freddy's themed restaurant and everyone will constantly misunderstand the premise of it and be uh, very upset. There's going to be I... so much barf all over that floor yep. of your restaurant. Fear barf, the best kind. <laughs> a really unfortunate thing that it keeps happening um, in the lead up to releases of games is pizza places named Freddy's get a lot of phone calls from teenagers thinking that they've found a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. That's always the th- uh, that's the reason why I don't think I could ever do an augmented reality game because I think they are awesome, but you got to be real sure <laughs> that you are finding a clue <laughs> and not like, oh man, that's so scary. <laughs> Oh man, if, what if I call this phone number and they don't have any information about the new Chronicles of Riddick movie? <laughs> that would be the shittiest ad campaign for the Chronicles of Riddick. You have to call you, you have to call a Pizza Hut and ask ask them a special question. Yeah. Uh hi, is this Vin Diesel? <laughs> yes, it is. I work at Pizza Hut now. I'm not surprised. You've never been talented, Vin Diesel. Sorry. He has a good sense of humor about it, though, it seems like, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. I don't know. He seems like he's kind of a dick, but... Oh, sure, yes. Definitely that. (laughs) But also, he's got a bit of a sense of humor. Yep. Oh, weird. Uh, Sorry, I know we're trying to close up the show. I just noticed that one of the top posts of all time is by... Five Nights at Freddy's creator Scott Cawthon from two months ago uh, apologizing about something? I'm not caught up with this community. (laughs) Yeah, I need to read this thing that's going to explain to me where the theories are now. The thing is that he can never finish making these games, right? Like, he's going to drown under the weight of this and eventually commit suicide, I assume. He supposedly already has cancelled the uh, next game in the series, so who knows? Yeah, but yeah. this is the thing, because he, he d- dug this grave for himself because he so often tricked people by doing that. Like, oh yeah, the next game is cancelled, and then a week later, it's here! Like, yeah. I've already made it! And it's like, uh, you can never say anything honest to us ever again, because we will not believe you. You've once bitten, twice shy. Is that a song? Is that a hair metal song? Uh, probably? Maybe. If it is, it It's has definitely to be a, a phrase. Yeah, I just can't remember. Once I, bitten, twice. It is. It definitely is. Is it by Cinderella? Oh, is it Cinderella? Shit. I don't know. It's gonna but kill me. I can't stay remember. tuned to hear that song in five minutes when we're done plugging <laughs> our useless garbage. Is it poison? Listen. Great white. It's pretty. Okay. Okay. Thank you. It's pretty annoying how we uh, have plugs at the end of the show, even though none of us ever do anything. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. We shouldn't do that, right? Like, no one gives a shit about us, do they? I think some people follow us on, want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. All right, fine. Well, if you like our show, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Uh, and tell your friends and rate and review us on iTunes. And you can get in touch with us by uh, emailing us 
seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at seeingreddit. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, JeffJK, Patreon.com slash JeffJK, if you want to support the show. Uh, I think I realized that one of our listeners um, who donates to the Patreon doesn't listen to Creepypodsta, or if they do, that like they haven't mentioned it, and that would be really strange, but uh, thank you for your whatever dollars per month. Uh, speaking of Creepypodsta, you can go to weaponizedlanguage.com. Um, and listen to that show if you want to hear me talk about spooky stories. Uh, I think two days after this episode drops, there will be an episode about uh, the recent Death Note movie from Netflix. And oh yeah, I just watched that. It was as an okay. ARG for this episode of Seeing Reddit, you can listen to our episode of Creepy Podster, where we talk about the game Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, and Much if you more. figure out if you figure out the clues, then you can find a secret hidden episode we did about Five Nights at Freddy's that explains all of the secrets. You need to edit in some backwards uh, number stations, like into underneath of all of our speech. Yep. Alright, uh, I'm on Twitter at Heronbird, and you can find me on Instagram at Louisa Heron. Alright, uh, real quick thanks to the folks who've been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Mystery Soup Product. Thank uh, you, Soup. Yep. Uh, who, I, Did you just call that person Soup? Yes. <laughs> uh, apparently they mistakenly talked about us. I don't know what's going on. They said they made a mistake maybe in listening to us, but thank you for doing that. Uh, <laughs> thanks thank- for that error. <laughs> thanks to Tanner. Always great. Thanks thank to you, Turner. Killing thank it you, as Turner. usual. Uh, thanks to our friend uh, Chris, uh, Count Viger on Twitter, who you, we, we got to see last weekend, which was really nice. Um, well, his birthday is the day after this episode drops. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Um, thanks to Thomas Sobiek, and Zylo Art, um, who are new mentioners of us, uh, and maybe new fans. So thanks, guys, and keep on spreading the word. We really appreciate it. Uh, So please keep doing that, and please come back next week. But in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. ASMR. Watch out, there's a friend. The heat of John work is also cold. You're looking tired, you're looking kinda beat. The rhythm of the streets, y'all knocks you on your feet. You didn't know how rock and roll looks until you caught your sister with the guys from the groove. Halfway home in the parking lot, by the look in her eye, she was getting what she got. Said, My, 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 I'm once bitten twice. The side effects are one thing or exactly the opposite thing. How can that be? (laughs) 
You'll live forever or yeah. die instantly. <laughs> a lot of well, like birth control pills are like you might have crazy periods that like last forever, or you might not have periods anymore. <laughs> or you one. might just get pregnant even if you're not sexually active when you take these. <laughs> oh, May God. cause virgin births. Huh. So anyway. God, my scalp hurts so bad though, you guys. But see, I Rub bet some... the side effects were increased scalp sensitivity or scalp numbness right <laughs> yeah man i could go for some scalp numbness right now <laughs> rub some aspirin you should get on a there shampoo something. that has like menthol in it one of those tingly shampoos but that'll dull your uh, senses down <laughs> i could just drink if i want to do that <laughs> see if you can huff a bunch of uh, that black mold that gives you bell's palsy because bell's palsy is that'll a... only numb half my head though louisa <laughs> <laughs> then you need that'll to make sure you solves... put black mold up the other nostril as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The first ever case of double palsy. <laughs> oh no, I accidentally have given myself an even worse sinus infection with my home remedies. 